Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. John chapter 14. Reading out of the ESV, if we could put it up here, John chapter 14, just a couple verses. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Look at the top. He says, somebody say another helper. Another helper. Go to two more chapters. Go to John chapter 16. Skip over to two chapters. John chapter 16, verses 5 through 15. You can write that one down as well. It says, but now, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. He says, I'm going to him who sent me. None of you are asking where are you going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow now has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go. For if I do not go away, the what? Come on, church. The what? Ah, come on, strong like we had coffee and tostada. Oh, wait, we're fasting. Uh, The helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you'll see me no longer. Concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes... He will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he'll speak. And he'll declare to you the things that are to come. He'll glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that it will take what is mine and he will declare it to you. Just wanted to share those two passages on the Holy Spirit. Today, I want to share a message with you. You can write this down. I pray that for the next three weeks, you take as many notes as you can. I think it's important to learn about the Holy Spirit. And maybe we have already a little bit, but I think if we learned a little bit together as a church, let's learn. Uh, it's going to be awesome to take about a notebook, uh, maybe a, a, a phone you can write in, but don't go on Instagram and take selfies. Let's just take some notes. And uh, today, I want to share a message with you called Unlocked. Unlocked. And I pray that uh, God would help us here this morning. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for this church. Thank you for our Kendall campus, our city campus in Wynwood. Thank you for what you're doing at the 9-11-1 and at 7 p.m. down in downtown. God, thank you for this, this church. Thank you for the amazing people here. Thank you for the 330 backpacks and meals that we got to give out yesterday. Thank you that we can be your hands and feet in this city. Thank you for, God, the joy that we can have this morning in spite of what we're going through. You're for us. You're with us. You're not against us. And you are on our side, God. We pray that today you would help us get a better understanding of your Holy Spirit, God. We believe this and we know this and help Barcelona crush Real Madrid today at 4 p.m. In Jesus' name, all God's people say. Oh, come on. All God's people say. Can you give Jesus one big shout of praise? Come on. Does anybody in here, does anybody in here, do you remember your first car, the first car you ever owned? First car. Okay, I don't know if it was like me, but, but my first car had some issues. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it just had some issues. Uh, the first car I had had a, a, just a faulty air conditioner. The air conditioner would fail all the time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many know you need air conditioner in Miami? You, I don't even know how I survived without air conditioner. In fact, I had air conditioner. On top of that, one of the windows, uh, the thing was on. By the way, remember when we had the thing that we had to roll down the window? No car has that nowadays. Like, it's all electrical. We had to roll this down. The other day, they, they have a meme of it or whatever it's called on, in, on the Internet. And me and Diana were talking about it. We said, my nephews would never know what that is. Like, that's crazy. That, isn't that wild? 
Anyways, so one of the windows couldn't be rolled down, so I had to, you know, it would, I mean, it would always fall down. It wouldn't work, so I had to put a screwdriver in the window. Anybody had something like this? Come on. If you didn't, sorry, you didn't grow up broke like us, but we, broke, we grew up broke. And um, so I had to put a screwdriver. On top of the AC not working, one window always had to be stuck up. Um, I had holes on the roof, holes on the roof. They, they, they weren't there by design. They didn't do this. In the, this was there over years of this car, car just being messed up. So one time, I remember I, I, I was with this girl. I was taking her to dinner. It wasn't my queen. It was another girl because the devil had me tricked. But I was taking this girl to dinner. And... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but then I said, devil, not today. And uh, I remember it started raining, and the rain, it just started raining inside the car, too. Like, that's how messed up this car was. Have you ever sat in a luxury car? Like, I'm talking about like a $300,000 car. My goodness, one of, our, one of our friends got hired at a luxury car rental, exotic car thing that all the cars there are like $500,000 and above. It's just insane. It's ridiculous. In fact, uh, last time we had a men's night, about a month and a half ago, they brought two cars. Just for the, Guys, we like seeing this stuff, right? Any guys love cars? All right? Stuff that we can't touch, we can't look at. I mean, we, we just want to, oh, my God, look at that engine. Look at that car. I can never afford this, but it's amazing. And uh, so I, we got to sit down. We got to look at the cars, and I'm just like, this is a car. Wow, this is amazing. And, the other day, he goes, hey, why don't you come by the business and check out some of the cars we have? And just so you can see them, they have Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and all these stuff. And I'm just like, Does it, who makes this? Who can afford this kind of stuff? Like, this is crazy. And he goes, no, sit down, sit down. I'm like, are you sure they're about to kick me out? I can't touch anything here. And, and I look like I don't belong here. And I just sit down. And he goes, check this out. He presses a button and starts giving my whole body a massage. I know some of your cars might do that, okay? I, I'm sorry. I've never experienced this in my life. And not only one massage, like it started in my head, then down to my neck, my back, my legs. Like this thing was into, all of a sudden this machine in the car, like a lady that was stuck in there started talking to me. It has voice recognition. And it's just, I mean, I felt like I was on a plane. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like if you, if you ever sat in one of these luxury cars, I'm like, my goodness, I've been living on another planet when things like this exist. I've been missing out on everything the world has to offer. This is amazing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you experience something, you're like, where have I been all along? Why can't I afford something like this? This is amazing. For example, the other day somebody said, man, I wish Wi-Fi, the airplanes had better Wi-Fi. And I was like, wait a minute. Anybody remember we had Nokia phones and only had that snake game in black and gray? And now we're complaining because airplanes have slow Wi-Fi because when you've been exposed to a world that has so much more, you want that forever. Can I tell you, church, I think a lot of us, a lot of our lives, a lot of our churches, we haven't experienced everything that God has for us with the Holy Spirit. We're living in a world that, that it doesn't have everything that God wants to give us, that God wants to offer. We're living in a world without HD. We're living in a world without Wi-Fi. We're living in a world without everything that God has to offer because we are missing the Holy Spirit in our lives. I really believe that. Now, I really believe all of us have the Holy Spirit, those of us who believed in Jesus, but there's more that God wants for us. I believe many times we, we miss the Holy Spirit. We forget about the Holy Spirit. We don't even talk about the Holy Spirit. We're just like, the Holy Spirit? And it's like, that's, that's cool, but we're just like, mm. And, and honestly, then what happens is our lives just feel a little bit empty. Our lives just feel a little bit routine. And it's just like, man, why, why am I feeling down? My, like my spiritual levels, like, has it ever happened to you? It's happened to me. I'm just like, ah, oh, I just don't feel excited. I, you know, I really believe that what's missing is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to give us power. The Holy Spirit wants to give us life. The Holy Spirit wants to guide us. The Holy Spirit wants to direct us. The Holy Spirit wants to energize us. Come on, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. A.W. Tozer, a very 
prominent preacher in the early 1900s and mid-1900s said this. We may as well face it, he said. The whole level of spirituality among us is low. We have measured ourselves by ourselves until the incentive to seek higher plateaus and the things of the spirit is all but gone. We have imitated the world. We've sought popular favor. We've manufactured delights to substitute for the joy of the Lord and produced the cheap and synthetic power to substitute for the power of the Holy Ghost. Whoa, that's a tough quote. So I, I looked internally when hearing something like this, and I'm like, have, have I substituted the Holy Spirit's power with something else? Like, ah, I just don't feel it. So, so can we sing my favorite song and get, I just want to get, get goosebumps in church, and we substituted the Holy Spirit with emotions. Oh, they didn't sing my favorite church. I don't know. I just didn't feel church today. The Holy Spirit is more than emotions. It is a power. It is a force. It is a person that wants to invigorate us. Come on. Wants to empower us. Wants to reignite us. And so, so today, I, I just want to ask if we can look at ourselves and say, is my, like, is my energy low? My spiritual energy? Like, is, are my levels low? Is, is my spirituality low? Like, am I, am I on E when I'm supposed to be on, on a full cast? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Man, maybe, maybe I'm just feeling a little bit down. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, I'm just not there. And I really believe it's because we don't talk about it a lot because there's a misunderstanding or there's an underemphasis of the Holy Spirit. Right? Like, all of a sudden, we talk about the Holy Spirit and people are like, oh, my God, things are going to get weird. Things are going to get weird. I'm not going to church today. I'm, there's going to be snakes. There's going to be weird people. Is it just going to be weird? I've heard about the Holy Spirit before, or Holy Ghost. Oh, my God, the Holy Ghost, the ghost that's crazy. What is that in church? And, and anybody, somebody's talked about the Holy Ghost, and we've seen people running around. We've seen people hanging off the lights, and we've seen people speaking tongues. And we're like, oh, my God, this is just weird. Like, I don't want. And so because we've, we've seen or been exposed to weird things, then we underemphasize the Holy Spirit. Oh, I've seen weird things, so I'm not, I'm not even going to deal with the Holy Spirit. Nope, I'm not going to church for the next three weeks, a series on the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, get ready. You're going to see some crazy stuff. It's like, wait, what? Yes, it's true. Some people have abused the Holy Spirit. Some people have abused the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Tongues are real. Prophecy is real. Everything that the Holy Spirit wants to give us is real. Some people have abused it. But can I tell you, an underemphasis or neglect is abuse as well. When we neglect the Holy Spirit, when we don't talk about the Holy Spirit, that's abuse as well. So some people have abused it because they've, they've talked about it and, and they do some weird stuff with it. But we, some of us have abused the Holy Spirit because we, we grieve him. We don't talk about him. We resist him because we want nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. And what we fail to realize is that the Holy Spirit, it is vital. It is extremely important. It is a gift that God gave us. It is the Holy Spirit in us to bring us power, to bring us life. The Holy Spirit is important. In fact, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost is mentioned over 800 times in our Bibles. Over 800 times in the Bible, you see the words Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. In fact, right at the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, look at what it says. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. From the very beginning, the Holy Spirit is in the Bible. From the very beginning, before time began, before you and I were created, the Holy Spirit was. And he was hovering over the water. In the Old Testament, the word Holy Spirit is translated in the Hebrew to the word ruach. That's, that's in the Hebrew, ruach. And it means a wind or a breath. This is what the Holy Spirit is. In, in the New Testament, it is the word pneuma. Holy Spirit is the word pneuma in the Greek. And it also means a wind. It means a strong exhalation. 
a strong breath. The Holy Spirit is a strong breath. He is a wind. He is a force that wants to come and empower us. If you're feeling down, he'll come and empower you. If you're feeling lazy, he'll get you right back up. If you don't feel like praising God, come on. He's the wind of God that comes to bring us life. In the Old Testament, he descended on people and then he would leave. Right? The Bible says that he would come upon King Saul, and then he would leave King Saul. He came upon David. They anointed David. The Bible says that, King, that the Holy Spirit came upon King David, and at times he would leave. If he would grieve him or hurt him, he would leave. That's in the Old Testament. David said, don't take your spirit from me. In the New Testament, Jesus says he's here to stay. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Come on. Is anybody glad that the Holy Spirit is here? Can I tell you, we need more of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I think we don't have enough of what God wants for our lives. Through this series, we want all that God has to offer for us. What is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? This is what we're going to talk about for the next three weeks. You can't miss it. It's going to be amazing because I really believe the Holy Spirit comes to give us life in HD in Jesus. Comes to give us everything that God has to offer. Come on, that we don't live on an empty gas tank, but on a full gas tank. Come on, always empowered by the Holy Spirit. In the book of John, in the book of John, what we just read, this is Jesus getting ready to go to the cross. He's about to die. They're about to crucify him. And we start reading in John chapter 14. It begins in John chapter 13. In John chapter 13, he's with them in the upper room and he's washing their feet. Remember, he's washing their feet and he's saying everything that's coming up. In John chapter 14, he begins, John chapter 14 through 16. Those three chapters, it's like his last conversation with them. Like he's, he's preparing them. He's saying, hey, I'm, I'm about to go to the cross. They're about to kill me, but don't you worry. I'm going to go to the grave for three days, and then I'm going to resurrect. Everything's going to be all right. It's going to be cool. They're not understanding. They're, they're like, what? What's going on? He says, I'm the vine. You're the branches. John chapter 15. All that. He's preparing them. John chapter 17 is Jesus' last prayer. Many believe this is the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And John chapter 18 is where they come, arrest him, and he goes to the cross. John chapter 14 is where he begins to explain to them about the Holy Spirit. He's like, hey, listen, listen, I, I want you to know about the Holy Spirit. This is important. Look like what he says in John chapter 14. We're going to put it one more time. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Verse 16, and I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another helper. Somebody say another helper. <laughs> to help, to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He'll be in you. I understand this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, you know him. He's going to be in you. In fact, look at the verse 17. If we could just focus on 17. And look at, look at what it says here. It says, neither it sees him, knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and he'll be in you. You notice he says a lot of hymns. Because number one, the Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. A lot of times I think we talk about the Holy Spirit and we're like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. What, what is the Holy Spirit? This is weird. Is he just like this wind or is he like people falling back or is he people speaking in, in weird languages? No, he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. In fact, you can write this down, church. The, the, the Holy Spirit is a someone, not a something. The Holy Spirit is a someone, not a something. You can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you don't realize that he's a personal, a person, you'll never have a personal relationship with him. But he is a person. The Holy Spirit is real. He's a person. The Holy Spirit has feelings. Do you know that you can make the Holy Spirit happy or sad? The Bible says that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. All over the New Testament it says that we grieve the Holy Spirit when we do certain things. In other words, we, we, we've, gotten, we've, we've broken his heart. He, he's hurt when we, how? when we don't obey the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. 
The Holy Spirit is the one that comes to encourage us. He's a person. He's a real person. He comes to give us details of our lives. How many times have we either obeyed or rejected the Holy Spirit? Come on, if we can make a personal inventory this morning, we can look inside ourselves and say, have I treated the Holy Spirit like a thing? Have I treated the Holy Spirit like, uh, he's, just, he's just there. The Holy Spirit, he's just, he's just somebody. But the Bible says we can actually obey the Holy Spirit. He comes to give us counsel. He comes to lead us. He comes to show us. Can I write this down, church? The Holy Spirit is your friend. The Holy Spirit is your friend. A lot of times it's like, no, I don't want the Holy Spirit as my friend. I've seen weird stuff. I've seen people flying back when you talk about the Holy Spirit. I've seen people going crazy. I've seen weird people with the Holy Spirit. How many of us grew up in church? Come on. I come from a Pentecostal background. I've seen weird things. Can I just tell you, those people are weird with or without the Holy Spirit. <laughs> They're just weird people. Yeah. Oh, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, I've seen people that have to wear long skirts, no makeup, no earrings. Or I've seen people talk about the Holy Spirit that got a whole excessive amount of makeup and earrings. I've, I've just seen weird things. Those people are just weird, regardless, whether they're in church or out of church. We just got weird people. Can I get an amen? amen. Maybe you're sitting next to one. Pray for them. <laughs> That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our friend. He's a person. He's real. He wants to come and help and comfort and guide. He wants to teach us. He wants to lead us. He, we can have a personal relationship because he has personal traits. Can I tell you, you can't have a life of power unless you're connected to the source of power. And the source of power is a person and is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to walk alongside of you. The Holy Spirit wants to come and be with you. He's not just a thing. It's not just an it. It is a person and it is the Holy Spirit. Come on, we can have a personal relationship. So let's be, let's, let's, let's again self-analyze. When's the last time I even talked to the Holy Spirit? When's the last time I even acknowledged the Holy Spirit? Right? I don't know about you, church, but the last thing that I want to keep doing is having church services with cool lights and awesome music, but no Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. He's, he's with us. He's here. He's real. I, I, can't, I don't know how many of us, but how many of us need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives? God, I need, you, I need you to speak to me. I need you to guide me. I need you to help me. He's a person, not an it. He's a person, not an it. And we can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. I can have a personal relationship with him. I can, I can know him. He has, a, he has personality. He, he, has, he has emotions. He can lead me, guide me. He can instruct me. He can, he can show me because he's a person. Number two, the Holy Spirit is a helper. The Holy Spirit is a helper. Over and over again, we just read that it says, I'll give you a helper. In other words, Jesus, when he was talking about this, he said, hey, I'm going to leave you. And some of you, you, you haven't understood a word I've said. And your heart is full of sadness because I'm leaving. But it is to your advantage that I leave because I'm leaving another helper. Another helper. Let me, give you, let me give you an idea of what Jesus is saying. When Jesus says another helper, there's two words in the Greek for another. One word is another of a different kind. The second word for another is another of the same kind. Right? So, so for example, for example, if, if Rich, if Rich has a cup of coffee in his hands, I say that right there, just like that. Rich has a cup of coffee. Let's say I'm walking right here on the floor and I, I bump into Rich just like that. And, and uh, I, I'm sorry if I break the mic, but the, I, the coffee falls on the floor, right? He's drinking a latte with a strong latte with whipped cream and cherry on top, just how he likes it. And let's say I spill his, his coffee and I'm just like, Rich, I'm so sorry, bro. I'm going to go get you another coffee. 
I'm going to go get you another cup. Let's say I come back with decaf, right, which is demonic. I come back with decaf. <laughs> no, no, no milk. He likes almond milk because he's healthy. No, no whipped cream. None of the, I, I got him another coffee, but it's of a different kind. But if I come back how he likes it, a strong latte with whipped cream and a cherry on top. I got him another one of the same kind. Jesus says, I'm going to give you another helper. The word that he used was another of the same kind. In other words, I'm not leaving you a lower version of me. I'm not leaving you a different version of me. I'm not leaving you just a carbon copy. I'm leaving you me, myself, in the spirit. Come on, is anybody glad that we got the Holy Spirit with us? He is the same kind as Jesus. He's the same as the Father. Come on, he's another helper. He's another helper. I love that. He left us someone just like him. In John chapter 16, if we could put John chapter 16, look at what Jesus says here. He says, now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you, it's to your advantage that I go away. For I do, if, it, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. A lot of us are like, Jesus. Where are you going? I can imagine the disciples like, bro, where are you going? Don't, don't leave us. You've taught us so much in the last three years. How many of you would love to have Jesus next to you? Come on. Walking with you. Like in his white robe and long hair. I don't know how he looked, but we're just, we're just saying. Like let's say you go to work. You wake up that morning with a migraine and you're like, Jesus, Jesus, I got a, I got a bad headache. He's like, oh, don't worry. Boom. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Jesus, I forgot my lunch. All I brought was some crackers from my last Lunchable. I mean, can you do, boom, don't worry about it. Fish fillet everywhere. I, I mean, God just multiplied it. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. Jesus, I'm facing temptation. Can you help me, Jesus? Come on, son, don't worry about it. Don't look. I got you. Whoa, I love having personal Jesus. And a lot of us would think that's the better option. So would I. But Jesus says, no, it's better that I go away. It's better that I go away because if I go away, another helper will come. And he's better than me. How? How is the Holy Spirit better than personal Jesus? I love personal Jesus. I want to walk around with personal Jesus. If Jesus was here in the flesh the way he was with disciples, he could only be with us like one person at a time. Like, let's say he's with Phil all the time. I'd be like, Phil, can, I mean, you've, you've been with Jesus the whole past week. You've been hanging with him. Can I hang with Jesus? I, mean, I want some time with Jesus. Right? Because he's in the flesh. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is going to be inside all of you at the same time, omnipresent. It is myself in you all over the, oh, come on. That's why, that's why you can pray for people because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. That's why you can preach to people because the Holy Spirit is inside. That's why you can resist temptation because the Holy Spirit is inside. Come on, we got the Holy Spirit living inside of us. It is power. It is life. It is Jesus inside of us. It is the Spirit of God. He's with us to heal us, deliver us, guide us, and show us the way. I love it. Personal Jesus inside all of us at the same time. God is the genius of all time. He says, I'm going to take Jesus, but I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, another helper. The Bible says that the word helper, for example, is in the Greek, and it's the word parakletos, parakletos, helper. A lot of us, we have another word. It's probably comforter or advocate. In the Greek, it's parakletos. That's two root words there. Para means to come alongside of, right? Para, for example, when Jesus was teaching, and so people would get it, what would he do? He will include a parable parable. You include a story to come alongside what he was teaching, so we'll all be like, oh, we understand it now. You included a story. For example, when we parallel park, we park next to the sidewalk. Some of us, we still need to practice that. We're just hitting cars all over Miami. But para. Parakletos means to come alongside of. Kletos means to be called upon. 
to be called upon. We have one that comes alongside of us that's been called to come alongside of us. He's the paracletos. In English, it's the word paraclete. We have the paraclete that's called to come alongside of us. Helper, in fact, is just one description of him. But he's a helper, he's a comforter, he's a counselor, intercessor, advocate. I don't know about you, but I'm glad the Holy Spirit next to me. For example, Phil, if you can come up here really quick. And just because you're wearing a nice shirt too, come on up here. But, it, but imagine the Holy Spirit. Imagine the Holy Spirit. This, this is what he's like. The Bible says that he's a, he's a comforter, right? I don't know about you, but anybody love going home and you lay down in bed and you have a comforter? You're cold and you're just like, let me wrap. Some of us can't wake up. You almost didn't wake up this morning because your comfort, it was just so comfortable. He's the comforter that says, don't worry about it, I got you. He comforts us. You're going through a hard time. You're going through sickness. You're going through disease or lost somebody in your family. Don't worry, I got you. I'm with you. I'm going to heal the pain. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to show you it's going to be all right. I'm with you. I'm the comforter. I'm going to cover you. I'm going to make sure that you're all right. I'm with you every single day. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm going to make sure that those scars are healed. I'm going to make sure that I give. Come on, anybody glad that we have a comforter in our life? It says that we have, we have a counselor. In other words, it feels like, man, I don't know what job should I take. Should I take the one to the left or to the right? I don't know if I should marry Daniela. The Holy Spirit is like, yes, you should. Put a ring on it. Do it fast. I'm the counselor. I'm, I'm going to show you what job to take. I'm going to show you where to go. I'm going to show you where to go in life. Don't go that way, son. That, that job is going to destroy you, but I'm the counselor. I'll counsel you. I'll show you which way you should go. I'll show you the path that you... Come on. Is anybody glad that we have a counselor in our life? A lot of us... We're asking for direction. We're asking God, should I, should, is this the one? Should I marry her? Is this the job? You have a counselor to guide you. The Bible says he's the helper. The helper comes alongside of us. And let's say you're going through something tough in life. Can you just make believe you're carrying something heavy, heavy, heavy? Like, like real, I know you're strong, but real heavy. He's like, I, I don't know if you've gone to the gym, but in gym we have these things called spotters, right? Some people are bad spotters. What I call bad spotters are like, you got this. Everything's all right. A good spotter would say, come on, come on. This is the Holy Spirit. I got you. I'm your helper. Come on. We're going to carry this together. You can do it. I'll keep your arms up. I'm the one that's helping you. I'm going to help you walk through this. Come on. Is anybody glad we got a helper by our side? I got you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to walk with you. The Bible says we have a, the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter. It says he's the intercessor. I love that. He prays for us. My God, we have the Holy Spirit praying for us night and day. In other words, he's like, God the Father, protect them, guide them, lead them. God, I pray that you keep them from all temptation. I pray that you help them. I pray that you keep them on the right path. God bless your son. God cover your son. God go, oh, come on. We have an intercessor that's the Holy Spirit praying for us night and day. We have an advocate. You know what the advocate is? The advocate is the one that defends us. Come on. The, the, the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of men. But here comes the advocate saying, no, 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 you can't. This is my child. Oh, come on. This is a child of the son of God. He's a man of God. I'm the advocate. I'll fight. Come on. He's an attorney that fights on our side. The Bible says that he's the standby. Another word for comforter, helper, advocate, intercessor is standby. He's just standing by. He's like, hey, I'm here, buddy. Whatever you need, call on me. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go in. I'm ready to go in. You need me? I'm going to stand by right next to you. Have you ever had to go on a, on a, on a flight and you, you're on standby and you're seeing all these people and you're like, I wonder if they're, you're just waiting. The Holy Spirit is waiting for us to call on him. And when we do, he's like, ah, I got you. I got you. Mwah, I got you. I'm going to help you out. I got you. I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm here to help you. I'm a standby. I'm an intercessor. I'm an advocate. I'm here to help you. Come on. Can we give it up for Phil? Come on. Is anybody glad that we got an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a comforter, one that comes by our side? He is the Holy Spirit. Another helper who's always with us. I don't know about you, but I need more of the Holy Spirit. 
How often have I neglected the Holy Spirit because of whatever reason, but I need more of him. Last but not least, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not just a force. He's not just a person. He's not just a helper, a comforter. He's God. Whoa. I don't know about you, but this is crazy. Like, this is amazing. The Holy Spirit is God himself. Jesus says, I want you to go around the world, and I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God is three in one. A lot of times we're like, Alex, well, what does that mean? What's the Trinity? A lot of us, we use that word, what's the Trinity? If we really got into it and we started explaining it, I think all of our brains would fry, fry and smoke would come out of our ears. The Trinity, is that the Bible says that the nature of God is a mystery. But what we see in the Bible is that it comes in three forms. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. We have God with us. It's not just a comforter. It's not just my counselor. He's not just my advocate. He's not just my intercessor. He's God himself. He's God himself. A lot of people say, well, it's, it's like the egg. In the egg, you have the shell, then you have the, the, the white part, and then you have the yolk. It's three, and three are one. Yeah, but each one has a, a will. Each one has an emotion. The egg, you can kind of explain it that way, but, but it's a little bit different. It's like water. Oh, you have, you have water, liquid. You have evaporated water that's like, you know, whatever it's called, and then you have uh, frozen water that's like ice, and it's three, and they're all one. Yeah, that's true, but even still, it's such a mystery because all three are God. And each has feelings, each has emotions, each gives instructions and leads us, helps us, guides us. For example, I can, be a, I can be a husband, I can be a son, and I can also be a father. It's a mystery, but the Holy Spirit is God. And all throughout Scripture, we see all three. In fact, in Luke chapter 3, we see all three at the same time. Luke chapter 3, it says, when all the people were being baptized, this is Jesus going down to get baptized. It says, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, the heavens opened up, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said, you are my son, whom I love, in you I am well pleased. In Luke chapter 3, right here, we see all three at the same time. We see God the Father speaking from heaven. We see the Holy Spirit coming down from heaven. And we see the Son receiving from heaven. All three in one. He's not just, he's not just a person. He's not just a helper. He's God. And we have God with us. Look at everything that the Holy Spirit does. I just want to give you a quick rundown of everything that the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit calls us. The Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit reveals to us. The Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. The Holy Spirit, he comforts us. The Holy Spirit, he fills us. He strengthens us and he leads us. Come on, is anybody glad for the Holy Spirit? Real quick, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I know I'm a little bit over time, but we'll finish it with this. Jesus and the end of John, he's preparing his disciples for everything that's coming, right? He's talking to them. And he says, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. They're going to take me up to a cross. I'm, I'm going to get crucified. And it's going to be bad, but, but I'm going to go into a grave. Don't worry, because after three days, I'm going to resurrect, right? He, he told them. He prepared them. The Bible says that when Mary goes to the tomb, she sees it's empty. Jesus is resurrected. 
where are the disciples? Like you would expect, like if Jesus told me that, I think I would, I hope I would. I'd be like, hey guys, don't worry, he's in the grave. But in three days, he's out. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. This is going to be great. The Bible says that the disciples were in a locked room full of fear. Whoa. They have forgotten about everything that Jesus said. You know what they did? As soon as Jesus was crucified and killed, they ran to a room. They ran to a house, and they locked the door. And it says they were full of fear. Can I tell you that? I think that's how a lot of us, we live our lives. We live our lives in, in locked rooms. And, and we're afraid of going out and stepping out into everything that God has for us because we think, oh, man, he, he's not with me anymore. He, he, he's forgotten about me or, or he's not here in bodily form. I don't have personal Jesus with me. So I'm living in a lot. I wonder if you're living in a locked room of fear. I wonder if you're living in a locked room of insecurity. I wonder if you're living in a locked room and you're, you're facing decisions in life and you think that nobody's there to help you. And God, I wish somebody was with me. And God, I wish somebody was guiding me. Maybe you're going through a divorce and you don't know which way to go. Maybe you got to pick a job. Maybe you're in debt and you're saying, God, I have nobody to lead me, nobody to guide me. What you are living in is a locked room. Can I tell you that Jesus wants to come into our locked rooms and unlock them and swing the door open and say, I'm with you. I'm the counselor. I'm the guider. I'm the comforter. I'm the advocate. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to guide you in all truth. It says that Jesus said these two things in John chapter 20. Jesus walked into the room. He just came through a wall. The door was locked. And they're like, Jesus. He's like, I told you, glorified body. I'll explain later. He says two things. He says the same thing twice. He says, peace be with you. The disciples are like, God, Jesus is here. Is this really you? They're, they're looking at the holes in his hand. They're looking at his side. They're like, is this you? And he says, again, I say to you, peace be with you. The first thing the Holy Spirit brings is peace. Brings peace. Today, I wonder how many of us need some peace in our life. Can I tell you, if you're up against an impossibility, you just don't have a person, you just don't have a helper, you have God by your side. And because God is by your side, come on, you have peace with you, you have the advocate with you, you have the helper with you. Come on, can we give God a big, big hand this morning? He's our comforter. He's the one that's by our side. And he wants to unlock our lives, open the door, and say, go live your life because I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. We need to unlock some doors and say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. Oh, God, renew your spirit within me. God, give me strength. God, lift up my eyes that you're with me, that you're by my side. Open the door. Open heavens. Come on, let's sing it out. place every eye closed maybe today you're saying Alex I need more of the Holy Spirit 
Uh, I'm going to ask if you got to go because of an emergency. I get it, but we're about to leave in two minutes. But if you say, Alex, I need more of the Holy Spirit. Come on, maybe we've neglected it. Maybe we haven't talked about it. Maybe we thought it was weird. Maybe we didn't understand the Holy Spirit. But this morning we're saying, I need more of the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's a helper. He's God. I want to listen to his voice. I, I want to obey his voice. Holy Spirit, we need you. If that's you, can you lift up your hand with me? Come on. We're saying, Holy Spirit, fall on us again. Oh, all-consuming, consume me this morning. Holy Spirit, we need more of you. You are our comforter. You are our counselor. You are our guide. You are our intercessor. You are our advocate. You are the one that strengthens us. Oh, God, we need you this morning. Holy Spirit, our church needs more of you. Our lives need more of you. Our families that need more come on somebody begin to open up your mouth and tell them holy spirit i need you this morning i need more of you holy spirit i need your instruction i need you to help me oh god i need you in my life i need you with this decision i need you with what i'm facing i can't do it alone holy spirit fill me right now holy spirit fall upon us one more time renew us and refresh us this morning oh holy spirit you come like a fire you come like a wind you come like a breath of god breathe upon us this morning holy spirit you are a person holy spirit you're the advocate holy spirit you're the helper holy spirit you are god and we need you fill our church fill our lives fill our minds fill us this morning in jesus name give me more i need more of your holy spirit come on somebody let's lift it up in this place we need you holy spirit come on eyes closed really quick all over this place we're about to leave eyes closed head bowed if you're in here and you're saying Alex I don't have a personal relationship with God I'm far away from God I'm full of guilt I'm full of shame I'm full of sin I've messed up I've done some things that nobody in here knows about can I tell you we may not know and we don't have to know but God knows and he loves you still there's no coincidence that you came in here this morning it's no coincidence you're hearing my voice this morning God loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you with eyes closed and head bowed all over this place. If you're saying, Alex, I'm a sinner, I need help. Can I tell you, we're all sinners. All of us have sinned. We've all failed God in one way or another. The Bible says that sin separates us from God, but God loved us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he took my sin, your sin, went up on a cross and he died for the sins of humanity. He died, went into a grave, but after three days, he resurrected, and Jesus is alive. He's the way to the Father. He wants to give you a brand new start. He wants to cleanse you of your sin. He wants to give you a brand new beginning. The Bible says the day of salvation is today. Don't wait for tomorrow. You don't have to have it all together. You can be as messed up as you want, and God is still waiting for you with arms open wide, and he's saying, come home. Today, if you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with Jesus. I need God to forgive me of my sin. I want to start brand new. I want a relationship with this God that created me. I want you to raise your hand at the count of three. I'm going to count to three. I believe hands are going to go up all over this auditorium, all over the overflow online, on the radio. If you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with God, I want to start brand new. This is your day. At the count of three, while all eyes are closed, heads are bowed, 
I'm not going to single you out. I'm not going to put a spot on you. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to see you, and then you can put it right back down. You're saying, Alex, I need Jesus. At the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. All over this place. As high as you can. Come on, raise it up as high as you can. God bless you. 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 I see you. I see you. I see you all here in the middle. God bless you. 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 To my right, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Great move. Anybody else, you raise your hand. In the overflow, wherever you're at. Amazing. Hands raised up everywhere. I'm going to say a simple prayer. I want all of us to pray it. God is here. He's listening to this prayer. You can talk to God any place, anytime. That's what we're going to do right now. I believe he's going to come into your life. The Bible says that we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We will be saved. In fact, the whole church, let's repeat this out loud. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. From today on, Jesus, I am forgiven. I am saved. I'm healed. And I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Come on, church. Can we put our hands together? We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.